When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, hey, great to be back working with you. Well, what are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Dan the Man Hut. To be more like Dan, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and become an official sponsor today. You're listening to the Marler Show. It isn't on the radio. It's a podcast, fool. You listen anywhere you go. The Joe Marler Show. Oh, Joe, we finally tracked you down. Where have you been? Actually, let's find out later. Um, but I suppose it must have been something pretty special, Joe. Yeah? For the moment, we'll just say it's special. I think this one might be hard work. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get some energy from somewhere. Um, I might have to have another drink, in all honesty with you, Tom. Just, what do they call it? The the, the, the Dutch milk. The Dutch milk sounds filthy. The Dutch. The Dutch milk the like, Dutch sounds rubber? like something someone might stitch you up with in Amsterdam when you go on a stag do. Let's get him the Dutch milk. Let's get him the old Dutch milk. It's the horse of the hare, isn't it? The hound of the hare. The hare of the dog. The hare of the, the hair dog. The hare of the dog. Yes, you've got to drink some Dutch milk. Um, to get the hairy dog home <laughs> or something, mate. It's nice to see your face again, Tom. It's nice to see you, Joe. We've barely talked about the fact that you've got a nice new babber. Um, little baby Thomasina, I believe she's going to be called uh, TBC, but that's what I've been led to believe. Is Thomasina a name, is it? It's a great name. It's, well, it's almost as good as Tom, but it obviously couldn't be Tom. So. I don't think Tom Adesina is a name. Is that a legit name? It's a legit name, yeah. No, I'll have to look that up. No. Um, oh, God, yeah. I've had a, I had another baby. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. These things just keep like popping, popping up again. Yeah. No, I had another baby. What was that, about 10, 14 days ago? Um, yeah, they're amazing, mate. Daisy is amazing. She's smashing it out. Um. Well, she smashed it out, you know, figuratively and mm. literally. And um, the funny thing was, she I was I was at training at the time, coming out of the meeting, just about to put my boots on, and FaceTime goes, Daisy, and I was like, "You're right." She was like, "Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm feeling a bit weird. Feeling a bit funny." I was like, "Yep, say no more. I'm on my way back." So I left the stoop straight away, and. On the way, halfway down there, I was uh, I got a call back from her, and she went, oh, "I'm in, I'm in the car park. Um, 
at the hospital, what, 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 what do you want me to do? I went, what do you mean, what do you want me to do? She said, well, do you want me to wait for you? I went, what do you mean wait for me? Get in, the, just go through the reception and get in the hospital, please. I did, she's driven herself to the hospital and then decided to sit in the car park like, oh, I'll just wait for you to get here, shall I? And then um, by the time I got there, within half hour, we had little baby Pixie. And uh, it was it was as mental as the first three times, but it was just brilliant. Absolutely amazing. She smashed it. Joe, I couldn't be happier for you and Daisy and for Felix, Maggie and Jasper. It's a beautiful thing. And while we're talking about it, can I just place on the record my official apology for the series of voicemails we've left each other in the aftermath where we found ourselves saying things about... <laughs> a private area of Daisy and subsequently a private area of my own mother, which in the cold light of day, I for one regret. Oh, I think... (laughs) I've got, just so you know, I've I've got the green light. I've been given the green light. If we need to share those messages to the, to the, Uh to the very close knit, unique following that we have of this show because they are some of the funniest voice notes <laughs> I've ever heard and as if <laughs> as if as if I'm sat there holding my daughter having just been introduced to the world and I'm listening to a voice note of a man that I met when was it about 18 months ago yeah I think so yeah, 18 months ago, and we've built up a bit of trust. You know, now we've got a reasonable working relationship. Um, I'm sat there listening to you talk about my wife's vagina on a voice <laughs> note. So, <laughs> with my wife listening as well. So, I think I think we should at some point maybe release a little bonus baby episode of that. Uh, we'll see. Joe, I think that's a great idea. In the meantime, should we get on with our very special bonus episode all about how you and your teammates won that second Premiership title and uh, I'm hopeful you'll get a hungover mate to drop in too. Well, let's see if they pick up first because, I mean, they're spread all across southwest London at the minute, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, let's get on, let's get on with it, come on. Right, our guest today is slightly worse for wear, and he's my captain, <laughs> oh captain, my captain, Harlequin's captain, Stefan Levis. He's joined us to relive the last couple of days. Steph, how are you, mate? I'm in pieces, but I'm very good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just for people who can't see the visuals on this, I'm just going to describe. You both, both of you, look like the imprint of the pillow is still visible on your face. It looks like you haven't really been anywhere since waking up, and there's a look of sort of general confusion. It's funny you say that because I haven't slept. So I don't know where the pillow's coming from, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, usually with these sort of these sort of lookbacks at great sporting triumphs, you take it back to the beginning. But I want to do this back to front. I want to do this in reverse. So um, it is a few days after the event. Just talk me through some of the celebrations in reverse order. So sort of let's start where the celebrations ended, if that makes sense. I think, well, 
the celebrations are still going. There's a, there's a small <laughs> ultras group that have met up today that are still going. Steph, are you not there? Where are you? I can see a radiator. I had to get You're my... You're in the toilet of the pub. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Um, I had to get my second vaccine, so, yeah, I might join them a bit later. But for now, I'm on Joe's podcast, so, yes. Um, so there's a small group of ultras still going at the minute. They're going through Wandsworth. Yesterday... How, how many percentage wise we had what, about eighty percent of the group get back together again? Yesterday was probably eighty percent. Today I would say it's everyone under twenty five without children um, <laughs> or any responsibilities. <laughs> That's the ones that are left. But yesterday the big guns came out, the old boys, the vet, better known as the veterans, and um, it was big. Again, <laughs> and then what was it Sunday? What did we do Sunday? Oh, Sunday we came down. We went to Brighton. We had a oh, day convenient out. for you, Joe. Sussex by the sea, very convenient for me. I got the impression that because sometimes I haven't maybe attended a team social, um, that this for the very first time was held in Brighton because I then wouldn't have a, an excuse to not attend. <laughs> There was even threats at one point that the bus was actually going to come to my house and have a stop off there. I'm sure. I'm sure on. you invited the bus there at some stage. It's an open invite, Steph. Anyone's allowed around my always, house. It's an you open always invite. have a You're choice. There is always a choice. But then Captain. I think if I ask your wife the same question, that my choices would get. She was actually keen, mate. She was keen to have you all over. She went, but they're not allowed to use our toilets indoor. You'll have to hire a portal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking no, that's a fair call. Well, a fair yeah, call. well we probably can't mention... Some of the behaviour I've seen yes. in the last few days, though, mate. I'm glad none of you were at my house. Probably can't Jesus. mention too much, but portable <laughs> toilet wasn't probably wasn't needed, you know? Right, just take, boys, just take me back to Saturday itself, and because we're doing this in reverse order... The immediate aftermath, a little bit of celebrations in the dressing room and then the journey of fun took you where? Celebrations in the changing room. The fun police came in. Apparently a smoke alarm went off somewhere. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we had a really good time there. So we were asked to leave the big stadium. Went to our stadium and there were a ridiculous amount of people that I've never seen before. They, apparently there were a few speeches I missed those, thankfully. And then we went to the Cabbage Patch. Joe, did you go to Cabbage Patch? Yes, I was at the patch. Yeah, and from there I can't remember that much. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to you on Saturday morning. No, Sunday morning. Yes. Do you want to tell the about... people where you slept? Right, okay. And how you got there. So no, no, Steph, we don't tell the people that because <laughs> because I told my wife I was somewhere else and if I then do a podcast that's <laughs> that then reveals where I actually was, there might be a few trust issues, but thank you for bringing that up, Stefan. I mean, Joe, the fact that you've already admitted that you slept somewhere else apart from where you told Daisy has already meant that you're rumbled, I think. Yes, thank you, Tom. 
but we have got an excellent producer editor in Lou who is going to cut this whole section out, but I'll tell you the truth anyway. I slept at the stoop in box 14, um, <laughs> having left the patch and my car was in the, at the stoop, like locked in it um, for safety, obviously. And I got there and it was about four o'clock in the morning. And I had to break into the stoop, so I jumped over the gates, like got a load of bins and put them up against the fence and jumped over the gates. And then I was looking, I was shouting, anyone here, anyone here? Everything was locked. I was starving as well. I hadn't eaten. Then I found the gardener's like cabin open and it had all these keys in. And I went, brilliant. I'll be all right then. I'll be able to get out of it. And then I found one that said box 14 external, box 14 internal. So I just took box 14, went up there, opened it up. Happy days. There was crisps in there. There was all these ah. like there was biscuits. There was blankets. There was a couple of sofas. Like it was set up really nice. Not like I'd noticed it before. And then I remember speaking to DC about f- half five, and he was crying his eyes out. I mean, I don't know why I'm wasting time. We we have to cut all of this story. I'm just telling you for your personal thing. He was crying his eyes out, saying, mate, this is amazing. This is feels like the best one ever. This is my favourite. This is incredible. It, feels... it was like, where are you? I was like, box 14 at the stoop. He was like, what? What is the matter with you? I was like, yeah, I need to get some kit. And then I got woke up at seven. This woman coming in with the lights on, like dressed in a nurse's outfit. What? Not one of those, not one of those. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I, now I could see everything. I was at the vaccination centre at the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep on the sofa, Eat, having eaten all their crisps. I was like, I'm so sorry, I've got to leave now. Sorry, but And I left there. Anyway, so let, let's get back to what we can talk about, because we can't talk about any of that, please. All right, so those are some of the celebrations. So on our backwards walk through your title, Triumph, Right, that ridiculous game on Saturday. Be honest, are you thinking you're winning that all the way through? Um, I was always, I said. <laughs> wow, so convincing. So <laughs> hey, convincing. I said, if we, won, if we won semi-final, we're winning the final. And then we got to the final and I was a bit nervous for some reason. I didn't think I would be that nervous. I was talking a lot more than I normally talk. And Joe was like, calm down, mate. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to calm down. It's easier said than done. But anyways, here we go. <laughs> we scored early. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. But we w- w- walked in half time and I was fucked. Like, <laughs> I've been tired on a rugby field, but that was next level. I took off my boots and I had to wait for me to run out again to get my boots on because... I just wanted an extra minute. Yes, but why did you take off? Oh, that just reminds me. You delayed us for ages. We were waiting for like the inspiring speech and everything, but you were walking around barefoot. You're taking your socks and your boots off. You said everything, so why? it's fine. You didn't need me. Yeah, but we were waiting for ages. We were like, we can't go out until he's put the the, the, the liner. I was like, Quinns, you got to get out. you got to get out. We were like, well, we'll come out when Steph's put both his boots back on because apparently he wanted to de-heat. What's the biggest life lesson you learned me since I've got, got yeah, gotcha? Um, there's always a choice. Yes, my choice was I wanted to take off my boots, my socks and relax. That was my choice. And um, <laughs> I'm going with it. 
it worked. It all worked out. To answer your back to your question, um, there were maybe here and there bits of I won't say doubts, but more nerves. It was, it was when you're playing like we said in the week. It was going to be a different kettle of fish because we were actually playing a a championship winning side that don't go away. Like Bristol were phenomenal, and they're a phenomenal side. You know, they'd won the Challenge Cup the the year before, but like Exeter were different because they'd been in the last six finals. They'd won. Two, like, do you know what I mean? They, were, they had a pedigree about them that we knew that even if we went up they were going to come back and they were going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. So there was that nerves of like, oh, oh my God, this is just going to be completely relentless. We can't take our foot off. But several times we took our feet off and our shoes and our socks, <laughs> um, which made it even which made it even more entertaining. And we did it. And DC said it after. We just did it the way we did it. Do you know what I mean? The, we did it the Quinn's way that we've spoken about. For the last six months of Juve, what is it? What is it, Steph? What do you call it? Yeah, that one. You struggle. <laughs> Tell with us more. Explain. You... <laughs> I still, <laughs> so I still don't know the full story. But anyways, <laughs> do you mean you don't know the full story? It's your story. Yes. <laughs> nah, not not really. Um, so. They were talking about playing Juve rugby, the Quinn's way, throwing the ball around, doing this. So I come in, doing a team speech. I think it was before we played Sales Sharks, which at the time was quite an important game, and especially for us playing other South Africans, we quite up for the game. And I wanted to say, we're going to do it like our way, we're going to Juve, but before we Juve, we need to be physical. And I said, Juve or Duve, I said it wrong. And what was meant to be a real serious speech right before we got to the pitch turned out to be terrible because everyone was in tears laughing. Um, <laughs> and then after that, our new team group on WhatsApp was called Juve. And the reason you, <laughs> the reason you still don't fully understand is because he <laughs> said it to me the other day. You were like... Yeah, we juveed it. I said, mate, you're still saying the wrong word. He said, what do you mean the wrong word? I said, that's the whole joke. Like, you thought we were saying juve, but we're not. We're saying jouet. Jouet. Just throw the ball. Jouet, jouet, jouet. And during this speech, you went, let's go out there, boys, and juve. And boys sort of paused. <laughs> there was that, that moment that the eyes flicked around to the huddle. Like, did everyone else hear that? Everyone else here, just pick up on that. And, the, and we gave you the respect that you deserve. We were like, we won't bring it up there and then in the moment. You were talking about the physicality and blah, blah. And we're, go we're going to juve the way we want to juve. And we were like, right. Okay. <laughs> so we get, like I said, we gave you the respect. We didn't bring it up there and then. We waited 30 seconds after you finished your speech to then go, what the fuck were you talking about juve for? What the football team, mate? And he was like, what? Like, just didn't get... And it's just one of those stories that ends up being a pretty shit story, but it sticks and um, it just became a thing. And uh, we just juveed it. And that's kind of how we've been, been doing things. And I didn't, but I didn't think I, th I did believe that we would stick to our guns. Like we said before the semi-final, 
we're going to do it our way. And if we get an opportunity to take three points, we're not going to take them. We're going to put it in the corner. We're going to scrum or we're going to quick tap. We'll just do it our way. We've got nothing to lose. We're the underdogs. Fuck going for the sticks. And then it was like, sweet. And it worked out. It was like the most ridiculous game of rugby ever. And then the following week, we get to the final. (laughs) And I think it's it's finals rugby now. We've got an actual 50-50 chance of winning this. So obviously, if we're going to get close to the sticks, (laughs) we're going to take the points. Um, And I think you said it in the the spine meeting, Steph. You were like, boys, I think we should stick to the Quinn's way. And I was like, couple of like boys were like are we sure about this we're not sure yeah okay sod it we'll see (laughs) but I still didn't believe it until the game came around and we get a penalty in kicking position for three points to just settle the nerves early doors and immediately Steph comes over points to the corner and it was like fuck it let's go for it then we got (laughs) nothing to lose and we did it we did it um the Juve way I loved it that's tremendous like there's there's been so much pleasure, apart from the obviously with the supporters of the teams you've beaten on route, but for most rugby fans, there's been so much pleasure in watching your ridiculous because it is ridiculous journey to what you guys have done. But there's been a pleasure in the way you've done it, and I, I like the fact that when people talk about this style of rugby in future years, they're not going to call it about fr- you know free running rugby or expressive rugby or old school rugby, cavalier rugby. From now on, it's simply going to be known as. Juve rugby. Juve rugby. Juve. 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 Oh, I know what it's meant to be, Steph, but I'm (laughs) Steph still struggling with the concept. I'm talking to myself, not you. (laughs) (laughs) He's now said to you Tom, you're saying it wrong apparently. You're now so you're the one who's (laughs) got this wrong. Uh, Yeah, but I think the team's like if I we had this conversation, Joe, we've been on the pitch. And there's been a few times, the first one I can remember when we played Wasps and we were down by quite a few points as well. And Marcus just did something again and then Tyrone and then this and this guy. And we looked at, or Joe looked at me, he's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, mate, I also don't know because we're not contributing anything. He's coming. I'm winning a line-out ball. After that... We don't know what Nothing. we're doing. We might as well just stand still. Yeah, exactly. Might as well stand still because we ain't keeping up with play. We ain't going it. And the amount of times I'd say we've had exactly the same conversation mid-game about four or five times since that where we've gone, what the fuck? I've got, I haven't got a clue what's going on, mate. Like I'm just going to stay out of the way because this is just unbelievable to watch. I've got a front row seat, excuse the pun, of seeing some mastery from... The young wizard in in Dommers, in Smithy, the fucking old wizard sleeve in Danny Care. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just been amazing to watch, particularly the young boys. They're like ninjas. They're just unbelievable, aren't they? It's a joke. They like. <laughs> I think back there, like when you're younger, maybe like you said, it was the previous time when you guys won, you didn't think about the occasion all that that much we are still think like they don't think about it they just go out there and play like they're playing with their mates in the park still some of them which is juve unbelievable <laughs> it's a beautiful thing as well isn't it right 
there was a lot of soul searching in rugby last autumn when the um, the Autumn Nations Cup was going on. The ball was spending an awful lot of time off the park or in the air, and a ball would get to a ten and just disappear up towards the autumn clouds. And then here we are in the, in the sunshine of the summer months, and and Juve rugby has taken over, and it's suddenly a beautiful thing to watch again. It's been fun. Hang on a minute. You said beautiful summer sunshine. It's summer now, Tom, and I'm sitting in my conservatory and it's pissing it down. So I can hear it, actually. You've jinxed Smashing it. Smashing it down. Absolutely jinxed it. Also, when you messaged me to be on your podcast, and I'm still not 100% convinced, but is this, are you taking the piss? Is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> What is this? How we make it? Yes. <laughs> you are you questioning the the way in which we do things here, Steph? Are you, is this not the norm? Is this not what you're expecting? It, would you would you maybe describe this podcast as somewhat juve? No, juve. Very good. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, it's not the professional setup you're expecting, but this is how it works, my friend. I like it. It's a relaxed vibe, Stefan, on this on this pod, isn't it, Joe? Very relaxed. I like it, but I still think I don't know if it's a stitch up. I still don't, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, I'm getting really sweaty. I've got like those hangover sweats or whatever. I need a little break. Look, roll these ads or do what you do with the ads again. I need to go get something to drink. Hello, I'm Garrett Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And this is your official invite to come and join our brand new cycling club. Now, good news, it's a podcast too. So you can come and listen to us, try and build this club from scratch, and we'll have a few familiar faces joining us for the ride too. Right, G, time to tell everyone what we've called this club. Well, we thought long and hard about this, so we come up with a strong, original name that really stands out. The Garen Thomas Cycling Club. Yeah, I suppose it's easy to remember at least, isn't it? We will have new episodes for you every single Tuesday. Come and join us. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Right, Joe, it's that time in the podcast where we thank our lovely patrons. Those, of course, are the people who officially sponsor this podcast. First one, Joe, he sounds like an Oxbridge college. It's Tristan Hall. Go west with Dave Southworth. They come as a rhyming couplet. It's Ollie Soundy and Alistair Boundy. It's Elliot Matthews. Flip his name around and it still works. It's Greg Edwards. Now, I've looked at that one, Tom, over and over and I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that? Flip his name <laughs> Edward around. Edward Greg. Edward Greg. <laughs> but his surname's Edwards. You don't have Edwards Greg. Hey, you could call him Edward, Edward Greggs. Unless you have Edwards... He owns a Greggs. Edwards Greggs. <laughs> that really baffled me. I'm thank you for clearing that one up. And finally, 
It's Slam Dunk and Jordan Blaylock. To be more like Tristan, Dave, Elliot, Ollie, Alistair, Greg and Jordan, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. That's better. I've had um, I've had a pint of Barocca, and I feel better. So let's get on with it. What's next? Right, here's, here's a question for both of you, actually. Again, looking from the outside. So where you were as a club in January, there's no way. There's no way you're even getting close to what you've pulled off. Probably even uh, in that semi-final when you're 28 points down, most people are thinking there's, there's no way you do it. So, so what changes and where does it come from? Joe, <laughs> Joe, I guess the, you are there. I guess the, I guess the skipper's got a little bit um, finer line to tread than someone who just distances himself from. Uh, what has changed? Well, loads of things have changed. Obviously, the club made the decision to go in a separate direction than where we were going at the time with Guzzi, um, with Paul Gustard, and... And didn't replace him with anyone. So it kind of left us in a position where we were like, well, hang on. No one really knew what direction we were going in. You could argue, at least with Guzzi, there was a direction. You know, there was there was someone in charge and there was a direction. He, he leaves and then you go, oh, well, now we're really fucked because we've got no direction whatsoever. And I think... For me, it took a lot of the senior players to get together and go, right, boys, this can go two ways. We can just fall by the wayside. We can use every excuse under the sun. Um, this is shit, that shit, that shit, you know, all that lot. And then just be mediocre and not really do anything. Or... We can try and do something. We can do things our way. Um, we can juve the fuck out of things. We can enjoy <laughs> ourselves. We can play with Smith. What's it? Smithy's favourite. He's always says smiles about on smiles on faces, faces, doesn't he? Smiles on faces. And come to work every day and try and enjoy each other's company and see where see where it gets us. And. Uh, it's. I still don't know how the fuck it's managed to get us a championship. I don't understand how it's worked. Oh, <laughs> fuck knows how we won a championship the way we did. But anyways, I think you said exactly that to the group, and I think the penny dropped. And I think Marcus's big thing was always the way he wants to play rugby, and I think a lot of the Juve boys is. We don't want to win a game 12-9 or lose by 12-9. Like you said, kicking the ball in here. we much rather go out and either win 42-38 or lose 42-38. But at least we're enjoying ourselves and doing it our way. And I think training changed a little bit to facilitate that. Although we don't train a lot because we don't train on Mondays. Tuesday we train a little bit. Wednesday we're off. Thursday, we train a little bit again. Friday, we're off again. And then, <laughs> fucking smiles on faces, boys. 
Let's go. <laughs> I think the dynamic of the group as well, that there's so many attacking players that play the game or that started playing the game because they wanted the ball in their hands. They wanted to play because they wanted to attack. They wanted all the attention on them, which was attack, attack, attack. And it was like, well, let's stick to our strengths then. Let's let's go with how the boys want to wanna play, enjoy themselves, and exactly how, Steph, you've summed it up there, that we'll stay true to us. And if it wins us something, it wins us. If it doesn't, it, we'd, we'd rather still stay true to us. Tom, you're a massive football nose, aren't you? In fact, you're a massive sport nose. I'm not good, but um, there's something that tells me about a Newcastle team. I don't know what generation. Kevin Keegan's Newcastle team. But were they the ones that said, you can, if you score two, we'll score three? Yeah, pretty much. The difference being with them that they got pipped to the post by Man United and never actually won a championship. So you are the happy side of that story. But you know what? Because often that style of, right, whether it's rugby or football or anything else... There's great pleasure when it starts off and everyone's like, yeah, I love this. And then it comes up against this cold, hard reality of this is professional sport. You've just got to get results. And it inevitably falls apart. Like that Newcastle team was amazing to watch. The uh, the first iteration of it under Keegan in 95, when they go so close to winning the title in 95, 96. But it didn't last and they didn't win a title. And I think that's the funny thing about watching you guys from the outside. Like usually the way this story goes in professional sport you lose in the, in the semi-finals and everyone goes, love the way that Quinn's played, but ultimately this is title, this is championship rugby we're talking about now. You can't get away with that. But you guys have taken that and then you've actually, you've actually pulled it off. Let's be honest. I think there's not a person out there up until the final whistle that thought different. I always thinking, yeah, it's fun to watch, but it's going to end. It's going to end. It has to end. Can't keep going. You can't keep going. In next minute, fucking yeah. Well, I just want to get. I just, I'm just gonna get Baldur's quote that he put on saying that people usually say, "Well, um, defense wins you championships," and we've completely blown that myth out of the water. I just wonder. I just wonder. There's something nagging in the back of my head. Uh, I wonder whether we can do it again. I wonder whether it encourage other people to like change their way as well. Maybe throw it about a bit more, especially when there's going to be no relegation for the next two years. Maybe maybe we'll see a lot more jouet about the place. Um, um, apparently fans have been crying out for that for years as well, so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing it's happened. Who knows? I won't be around to see it. I'm 100% retiring again. <laughs> um, here's a question for you, Stefan. I've got to know Joe, I think, quite well over the last year. But I know podcast Joe. What's Joe like to captain and on a rugby field? Uh, nah. So, I think <laughs> Joe's actually the captain. He just makes all of us think we like this and this. He's, he's the actual captain. <laughs> but actually, you just leave Joe, let Joe be fucking Joe. And that's when he's at his best, to be honest. And I think that's with a lot of the team. When they enjoying themselves, they allow to be them, themselves as individuals. Um, you get to see the best of them. And I think that's the same with Joe. Give him the freedom to be Joe and, yeah, you get results, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's he's only had one rugby player over to his house, apparently. 
And, and who was that rugby player? Which is Marcus Smith. But he lives in Brighton, so I don't know if he got Marcus to deliver him something, and that's he, he got to the front door, and that was maybe it. In all fairness, Steph, he only came into my garage. He didn't come into my actual house, so it doesn't really count. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I thought. Tom, I haven't, I haven't got my skipper on here for you to then do some behind-the-scenes digging on me. <laughs> all right? We've got trust issues. You know that. That is don't, true. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I don't ring up your colleagues and go, tell me what Tom's really like at work. Tell me about no, all the complaints true, that you've had to the HR department. Only a few complaints. Wasn't that many? And so and most of these are historical as well. Steph, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, come into like work mode now. Here we go. How do you actually feel, aside from being somewhat hung, hungover and probably still drunk, how do you actually feel right now when it was, what, 12 months ago that Guzzy gave you the, the armband and you rang up a couple of us senior boys and were like, look, I, I, I've been asked to be captain, but I won't do it unless you guys are happy with it and all that. Lot. And I was blown away that you'd rung me. And I was like, mate, of course. Like, you'd. Oh, hang on. What? All right. Sorry, just sorting out admin for four children. Um, how does it actually feel 12 months later, having taken over the armband and gone, okay, I originally just came over to play some rugby, get paid a shit ton of money. <laughs> Um, and have a laugh, and next minute you're being asked to captain a very historical club that has got a bunch of misfits, and you've got to somehow come up with a way to get all the misfits on one page, and you have. So how do you actually feel? You must be so proud, mate. Thanks, Joe. It's probably the kindest thing you've ever said to me, but anyways, might get emotional. <laughs> um, I, it hasn't really sunk in. I haven't thought about it that much, to be honest. Immediate thoughts, obviously proud, but it's 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 generally been fun working with this group because it's misfits. It isn't that serious all the time, and that's a challenge in itself. But yeah, it's I'll just if I have to sum it up in one word, it's been fun. I can I don't know yeah I still don't know if I want to do it for another three years, but for one year it was fun. <laughs> Semi-serious point for me, Joe. Having covered a lot of sport in different sports, different places down the years, it is so rare to find a sporting triumph that is based around fun. I don't want to bang on about it, but most things aren't fun at the professional level. Sorry, so- whilst, whilst you're still banging on about it, I've, yeah. I've, sort, I've been left with my son, <laughs> and he, it looks as it appears as if I've locked him out, locked him out, and he's banging on the door. Wait. <laughs> Felix, wait. So if you're listening to this and you can't see what's happening, Joe is in his conservatory and young Felix is has his face pressed against the patio doors. Come on, man. And being locked out by his dad. Where are you going? Yeah. He's fine, yeah. He's so talkative. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. I've... Uh... Just got to gather up all my things and move it um, into the dog house. <laughs> it's nice that Paw Patrol is the answer to all parenting problems still. 
It's a fantastic show. I actually really get into that quite a lot. Um, where were we? We were talking about Steph being proud of his achievement and and fun and fun. The idea and, the fun, that, and you sound about fun. Well, because yeah. that's what it is about, isn't it? That's why we start. But people forget that. People forget that. As soon as it becomes professional, and there has to be a certain level of professionalism, but you can't ever lose the enjoyment. That's the whole point. And if you do, then go do something else. Go find something else you enjoy. If you play rugby or in professional sport and you're miserable and you're not having fun, then, yeah, there's probably bigger problems. But I, I th- generally think the biggest lack in professional sport is the lack of perspective. You'll hear people talk about, yeah, that's been tough, that's been tough. And I'm like, fuck's sakes, mate. You didn't, you haven't, I haven't experienced the real world that much, but you've definitely not experienced the real world out there and see what real struggle is out there when you, when you say rugby is tough. Like Taps always say, he's been tap. Why? Best job in the world, mate. And it's probably not far off if you embrace it and mm-hmm. you're having fun. Mm. and make a conscious decision to make uh, fun. I'll tell you something else, Joe. Despite the fact that you two boys are feeling slightly worse for wear, this has been, I think, a slightly more sensible interview than your post-match one on Saturday. <laughs> My, it may not have been sensible, but it was from the heart. That was pure confusion of I had no idea what was going on. The game itself, the whole, the the 10 days that had happened prior to that, the... The last six months, what the fuck was going on? And it had just all built up to that moment where all the crowd are shouting. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I want to answer, answer your questions, but I can't. I can't. I'm just so full of happiness and joy and looking at all the boys just jumping around with the trophy like, wow, this one's pretty special. This one's This one's vastly different to what? we did in 2012 2012 was amazing but we it was a different one because we were kind of expected to win we'd we'd gone on like a 15 game unbeaten run in the in the season at one point we finished top of the league we were we were the best team in the league by a mile and we were sort of expected to win and loads of the group had been together a long time They'd come through the academy together and older heads. So that it was it was a really tight group because they'd been together a long time and it was it's, so it was an amazing achievement. But this one just felt different because the group hadn't been together a long time. Everyone is completely different. They express themselves however they want to express themselves. And yet we all managed to pull in one direction for the last few months and achieve something that no one believed we could achieve and I think that actually probably made us tighter the fact that no one believed that we could so we kept wanting to put two fingers up to people we we and that got us tighter and tighter and tighter and uh I just love it I just fucking love it I just say it's so good now (laughs) It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday, what? Beautiful. Look, Steph, thank you, O Captain, my captain, for coming on. And I say speak, but you've. I, I can't even call your vocal cords 
having the ability to speak right now. You sound like a bag of shit, mate. Um, I know fully why you do. Um, and I need you to go and maybe drink a Barocca, maybe some warm honey, <laughs> squeeze a lemon in it. And, uh, and then maybe a bottle of Pinotage as well, just to really kick things on again. Um, but thanks mate for coming on and, also, let me just take this small moment and I'm going to try and pretend that Tom and Lou aren't there and that I'm talking to you and you've been incredible. You've been absolutely incredible this year. You've got the respect of the entire group. I personally would follow you to Yemen. If you ask me to go to Yemen <laughs> and um, build trenches or dig trenches in Yemen... I would do that at the drop of a hat. Um, you're my captain, oh captain, and you've been absolutely amazing, mate. So thank you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on your pod, which I still don't know if it's a stitch up or not. But um, <laughs> if it's not, I appreciate it. And yeah, that's very kind words. Um, I have the same trust issues as well, mate. I still think this is a wind-up. I think yeah. Lou and Tom are just fucking pulling our legs, but don't worry about it. For a whole year. Right, Steph, leave. I love you, brother. Congratulations on 7,000 followers, Joe. I know your show. I'll watch your show. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, can you now delete him now? Because he's not going to go quietly. Get rid okay, of him. Okay, bye, everyone. Oh. Oh, Captain, my Captain. What did you think of him, Tom? I thought he was marginally more hungover than you were. Um, but do you know what else I thought? I don't think I've really heard from him before. For such a major figure mm. at Queen's, mm. I've not heard much chat from him before. Yeah, I know. But that's kind of how he likes it and how it works. He's not a, like a, he's not a big limelight guy. He's a... He's one of those guys that's respected by everyone at the club, like be it the physios, um, the academy players, the staff at the stoop. They're all like, right, this guy's just a lovely guy. And he's also a really good rugby player, but he's a genuine, honest guy and he'll tell you straight. And uh, yeah, I've just got so much respect for him, especially, <laughs> especially having to deal with and manage the egos and weirdos that we've got in our very unique squad. He's done an incredible job. And uh, it's quite nice to hear how much he's enjoyed it over the last four days as well. Like He's he's really, really enjoyed himself. You can tell by the way he sounded, <laughs> but he's really, really taken it to another level. So that was really, he, he led from the front, both on the field and off the field. Um, no, he's a legend, so I'm grateful he came on, actually. Beautiful. Well, in case anyone else listening to this is hungover or confused, um, we are going to be doing rugby shows, Joe, for the next six weeks, all about the Lions. We've got two shows out already, so you can get up to speed, and then we'll be doing two a week from Monday, you lucky bastards. We might even invite Dan Colback and maybe Hask. Um, ideally, Rory Best, but the man can't work a computer, so there are issues there we have to resolve. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to these ones. Actually talking about something that I'm meant to know stuff about as opposed to <laughs> talking about stuff that we don't know anything about. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. But 
Another thing, there's also voting for the British Podcast Awards, and Ooh. it is open now. Let me hear you say, Ivavu. Ooh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you ruined it. You always ruined it. Sorry, sorry. Um, so we've put our link uh, for voting on our Twitter and Instagram, or you can just Google British Podcast Awards, and you'll find it there. And we'd really love it if you voted for us, but we'd also really still... Love it if you didn't, because we're not bothered either way. We're just grateful that you're listening to us still. And if you are new to this show, once you finish this episode, why not go and download our best bits? So that way you'll get the gist of what we've been doing for nine months. If you're growing the show and you're recommending us to a friend, the message, Joe, is... Fuck, I've just closed the email, so they're definitely not going to... Start, start with the best bits. Start with the best beats episodes. Let me say it again, Joe. What's the message? Start with the best bits episodes. Yeah, perfect. I think we've done that. Nice one. Yeah. That's the end then. Um, Turn off off your phone if you're driving now. uh, Concentrate on the road. uh, If you're on the tram. Who fucking hell? Who goes on a tram? Actually, people in Croydon. Surely we've got friends in East Croydon. They've got tram. And Manchester. And Sheffield. Okay. In Edinburgh, finally. Yeah, we should come up with an ending, maybe. Like a what a song or just na 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 na. Hey hey hey, bye for now. No, that's bad. That's too. Fuck. This is so bad. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Podcast Network.